Welcome to the HBK High Performance Podcast with Michael B. Ross, a podcast designed to help leaders develop the character, skills, and passion needed to lead fulfilled and impactful lives. Here's Michael. Well, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. This is Michael B. Ross, and I would like to welcome you to the HBK High Performance Podcast. I hope the sun is shining and the birds are chirping in your life, and I hope all your dreams are coming true. Before we get started today, I just want to remind you why the High Performance Podcast exists. So High Performance exists to help leaders grow their businesses through building strong cultures. Cultures are sets of beliefs that a people group holds to, and all actions are based upon our belief system. So this podcast exists to help you formulate, systematize sets of beliefs in your business so that you can grow, you can thrive, and sustain success. So what I'd ask from you is if you hear one good thought, one good phrase, one good quote from this podcast, if there's a word or phrase or quote that hits you in a specific way, what I'd ask you to do is take that and run with it so you can solidify the new belief or the new pattern. So today I wanted to talk to you about belief systems. With that introduction, I think it's only fair that we go into how beliefs are formed and why they're so important to a people group. So first of all, how are beliefs formed? For all of us, we live in streaming consciousness or subconsciousness. Now the research shows of our belief systems are in our subconscious streaming patterns. All beliefs create action. So all actions are preceded by beliefs, which is why Albert Walters once said that either your actions change to fit your beliefs or your beliefs change to fit your actions. We have to be integrous as human beings. So therefore, many times we do something that we are amazed by in a positive way or we're appalled by in a negative way and what do we do? We go, how did I do that? Or why did I do that? And so all of our actions either go back to a conscious decision that we make or subconscious decision. And the research shows that 95% of our actions are from subconscious streaming patterns. So we have to understand that beliefs precede everything that we do. Well, beliefs. In consciousness, that is where we actually can pay attention and see the belief for what it is. In subconscious streaming patterns, we are simply acting out of something that we accept to be good and right and true. And something that is a solidified belief is in our subconscious. So let me, let me give you an example of this in both a positive and a negative way. So let's say you grew up in a family that told you that everything in life that happens negatively is an opportunity for success. So if something bad happens, if there's a metaphoric hailstorm or tornado that comes into your life, kind of rips things up. If your family told you that every time something bad happens, there's a great opportunity on the back end of that. Anytime something bad happens in your life, what you will do is you, 
in, because your belief system is solidified and you take that as fact, you are going to, anytime something bad happens, you're going to look for the opportunity. There's going to be a positive spin on it. Now, let's say that you grew up in a family where the belief system was that you have no luck. Your family is just known for bad luck and bad things are going to continually have to happen to you. It's always going to happen to you. So therefore you are just going to accept, you know, that your life is going to suck and it's going to be bad and lots of bad things happen. And so you project that bad things are going to happen. And so let's say a hailstorm metaphorically or a tornado comes through your life. You're going to say, see, this is my lot in life. And this is just the way it is. This is the life I grew up in. This is a family I grew up in. So therefore, all this stuff that's happened is just the way it is. Which, which belief system do you believe, having heard th those two analogies, which one is going to get better results? Which one do you want to be a part of? Let's say the first scenario that the person grew up with a family that said every time something bad happens, there's opportunity versus the one who said, you know, every time something bad happens, it's just proving that you are, are meant and destined to have bad luck. And that's just the way it is. Which one do you want to be a part of? Which business owner, if they own a business, which one would you want to be a part of? Obviously the one that looks for opportunity. Belief systems form our actions. You cannot get away from that. That if I believe right now, the best thing for me to do is raise my hand. My hand goes up. It shoots up. There's a signal that is sent from my brain to my body that says, in this moment, the best thing for me to do is raise my hand to protect ourselves. If someone's throwing something at me, my first reaction is, my, my belief system is that I need to put up my hands to protect my face. Well, you do it without thinking about it. If you stop and you evaluate that consciously, you'll realize why you do it in the first place. But here's the, here's the issue, okay? Here's the issue. And this is why so many cultures and so many businesses struggle and so many fail. 94% of businesses don't make it 10 years. And it's because if you break it down, it's the philosophical belief system that is the problem. It's the conversations that are going on every day in a business that affect whether or not they're gonna have success or failure. And what I do, as a coach, as a trainer, as a consultant, as I come in and I try to evaluate the belief system of an organization, and nine times out of 10, I find there to be inconsistencies between what the results are that a business wants and their belief system. You cannot get the results you want in life if you don't first look at your belief system because belief precedes all action. I don't care what goals you set. You could set 500 goals for yourself. If your belief system is not patterned to that, you're not going to get it. Or you might get it because you may do actions subconsciously. You may just almost be like a robot and just do the actions of success. Science of success is pretty consistent. There's a belief system again, a science of success that is if you do successful things, you're gonna have success. If you do the activities of successful people, you're gonna have success. But I guess what I'm talking about is results, is sustainable results for the long haul. That if you want sustainable success, 
you have got to break negative patterns of belief. So first of all, let me talk about 10 negative or limiting beliefs that you have to be aware of. There's 10 limiting beliefs that you have to be aware of. So the first one is that someone, somewhere, someone you're working with, someone in your organization is a bad person, okay? And, and I just want to say this. Your enemies in life are not, they are, they're not people. It's the philosophies that a person believes in that can be their enemy. And here's how I know that. I used to be what, would, what some people would label as a really bad person. I was a criminal. I had a felony on my record at one point in time. I was a de-unifier. I used to tear organizations down that I was a part of, small sports organizations mostly, but I would tear them down with my bad attitude. And many people would say that I was a bad person, but I wasn't anyone's enemy. It was the philosophies that I was believing in that caused the issues. Once I had a mentor that came in and disrupted my negative pattern of belief, I could then become what people now call a good person. I'm always amazed when I'm called that now. Some people just think I'm a good guy. Well, it's because of the philosophy, my belief system that changed. I now follow a different set of belief patterns that cause better action. So now people call me a good person. Be careful that you don't look at people individually as enemies. It's important as a leader, especially inside of your organization, that when you look at your team members who, for example, aren't contributing, don't judge the person. Look at the philosophy and, and challenge the philosophy that they believe in. Challenge it. Bring it to the forefront. But to just say someone's a bad person is not fair. It's not right. It's not good or it's not true. So what you've got to do is you've got to take away those labels and you've got to take away those labels inside your organization. Now, there's always times inside of an organization where somebody just does not want to change their belief system nor their actions. And you need to, for the sake of the organization, for your belief system, because that's what a culture is. It's a set of beliefs that bring you together about the way life should be and, and being the best of who we are as a group to promote the products and the services that help to resolve deficiencies in mankind. So having said that, be careful that you don't label people. You look at the belief system, but if they don't want to change it, you do have to remove that because those bad beliefs will corrupt the good ones. So be careful of that. The second limiting belief is labels, labels of yourself, labels of your company, labels of humanity, labels of society, labels of opportunity. Be careful. Labels, there's, there's an old proverb that says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Well, the abundance of the heart means your beliefs. So whatever it is, if you label something, it will become that way. Why? Because in our minds, we have a, what is called a projector, okay? Like a projector screen. So if you believe something, you'll project it. So again, back to the original analogy of the family that says, hey, everything bad is gonna happen to me in life. We actually project that 
in our brains, we have a filtration system that projects it. And then what we do is we spend our life proving things. Proving is what solidifies the limiting belief. There was a guy that I coached years ago who now he's a completely different person because we disrupted his belief pattern. But he used to believe that everybody was out to get him. That this dude thought everyone's out to screw me. Everyone's so selfish. Out, and it didn't matter if a person was trying to do the best by him, wanted the best for him. He thought in the back of his mind, this person's out to get me because he projected it. And he looked for different ways that he could prove and say, see, 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 I told you everyone's out to get me. We will project and prove. So be careful of labels and labels are a limiting belief. Number three is the verbiage, I can't. I can't is actually not true, okay? Now, from certain physical or physics concepts, there are some things that I physically, of my own power, from my own body can't do, okay? But in context, everything comes down to context. When someone says, I can't, it's a part of a label, but they're projecting that from a general standpoint. For example, I can't dunk a basketball. Okay, right now at this time in my life, I used to be able to, I can't right now, just off of my own power, jumping off my own power. But if you lower the hoop to nine and a half feet, I can dunk a basketball in context. Yes, I can dunk a basketball. And, and if I can dunk it at nine and a half feet, if I drop some pounds and I work out pretty hard, could I get back to dunk it at 10 feet? Probably, okay? But even that concept is, if I say it as a general statement, I can't dunk a basketball, it is not true. It's all about the context in which we use it. So we have to be careful of I can't statements because if you do that from a general standpoint, remember, all actions are preceded by a belief system. If it is in my subconscious belief that I can't dunk a basketball, I won't even try. And that's general for all things in life. If you say I can't and you say it as a general statement versus contextual, you are going to solidify that in your belief system and you won't even try to take certain actions. So you gotta be careful of I can't statements. And then the next two I wanna talk about, number four is powerlessness. Powerlessness is the blaming, complaining, and deflecting of personal responsibility and personal accountability. Accountability and responsibility makes you very powerful. That is, anything that happens in life, I have some sort of responsibility to it, whether it be my reaction, or maybe I did an action that caused a negative result that I take responsibility for. When I take responsibility, I am powerful. When I make excuses or I blame, complain, or deflect, I now give my power to someone else to resolve the issue that is before me. That is a negative belief system that many, many, many people have. And you've got to listen to the words that come out of your mouth to determine whether or not you are living out of a negative belief system. Be careful because it can affect you in a great way. Then number five is the comparison trap that we form our belief based upon what a other people think about us which is a, it's an endless trap in of itself and then b 
to the successes that someone else has. Well, they make this kind of money and I don't. Oh my gosh, they must be better than me. Or, you know, somebody else doesn't like me and that's why they've gotten to where they're at. Or we worry so much about what other people think about us that we don't have time to really look at our own belief system because we're creating our belief system on the contingency of what other people view us as. That's endless. One of the saddest things I ever heard was after one of the Patriots Super Bowl wins. I think it was their third one. It wasn't long after that the immediate conversation turned to, okay, got to do it again next year. They didn't even have time to really celebrate before they started thinking about doing it again because they knew that they were going to ultimately be judged in their legacy by how other people view them. And that is, to me, a sad place to be. To me, everything that you should be doing in your belief system should be a win, win, win. It should be, how is what I'm doing going to create fulfillment in my life? Number two, how is what I'm doing going to create fulfillment for others? And then number three, how is what I'm doing going to create fulfillment for the next generation? That is how we should view our actions and not contingent on the comparison trap of a what do other people think about me or they have something that i do not so be careful of these limiting beliefs let's pull this back to culture and organizational leadership your job as a leader is to make sure that people believe in what you are doing and you should be bringing the energy to the room to heighten people's belief in what you are doing and why you are doing it and how you are doing it and also be ready to challenge negative beliefs, not because you simply want great results. It's because you care about the people who work with you and for you that you won't want them to have a negative belief system because it's not going to create the best results and the best life for them. If you as a leader will focus on the belief systems that are perpetuated in your organization, the results will speak for themselves. Because I'm telling you, if you get the team around you to believe in your ultimate purpose as a group and they know the assignment and how important it is that they fulfill their assignments and you help them believe that they can do it and they're capable and you give them the pathway and you settle it in their logic and you give them more confidence which simply means to believe in something that's what confidence is confidere to have belief in if you can get people built up and they know that you're there to support them and they know that you're not just there so you can get something out of them, but you truly care about them. The results not only will heighten, but you're gonna get more than you could imagine. And not only that, it will sustain. I can't express enough how important beliefs are to your culture. They are your culture. And what you'll find out and I was just with an organization yesterday. They're a group of leaders. They have no trust for one another. What is, what is trust? It's belief in one another that you're going to do what you say you're going to do, that you've got my best interest in mind. If I don't believe in you, I'm not going to trust you. If I don't believe you have my best interest in mind, if I believe you're just out for yourself, if I don't believe you have the organization's best interest in mind, I won't trust you. And you wouldn't trust me on the opposite end. We spend way too much time thinking about the results and how to get results 
without focusing first on what's most important psychologically, and that is our belief. You want to turn your organization around? Find out what the limiting beliefs are perpetuating and swirling in your organization. If you're not getting the results you want, I'm telling you, it all comes back to the belief system. Disrupt it. Do surveys. Send out surveys. If you want a survey to send out, contact me, mross at hbkln.com. I will talk you through the survey I've created that you can give to your organization, and you'll be able to see what they believe about you and about your organization. It's important to get that because you want better results. Disrupt the belief patterns and start to solidify new beliefs and get people on the same page with the same beliefs and then give them the action steps that we have to take to fulfill said beliefs. The results will speak for themselves. I'm telling you, it's hard to do because some people want to hold on to limiting beliefs. But you as a leader, if you're not working on this with your team, if you are not sitting down and challenging beliefs inside of your organization, and you're not disrupting patterns of negative belief or limiting belief, you're not a very good leader. I don't know what you're doing. You're just trying to drive cattle? No, no. You're trying to lead a herd, not drive cattle. So take some thought behind that. If you need anything, if you need any information on this, or if you want to talk more about this, contact me, mross at hbkln.com. Also, one other thing. I developed a course for this year called Leading Forward. It's a four-session course with an orientation uh, before that. It's called Leading Forward. And Leading Forward, I built it because during the COVID pandemic, when everything blew up, I talked to a lot of clients who they showed me that in a time of crisis, they didn't really know what to do. They didn't know how to move their company forward. And that alarmed me. So during that time, I put together a very thoughtful course that is no matter what is going on in life, you have to have the ability, the tools, the mechanisms, the belief systems, the energy to lead your company forward. That's a mark of great leader. If you cannot pull your team out of a crisis and lead them forward, you are deficient as a leader. So let me offer this to you. I'm only accepting 12 people per course. So right now we have six. This starts, the orientation is February 11th, okay? We got a month. If you want to register, you reach out to me, mross at hbkln.com. I'll send you a brochure with more information, and I'll send you the registration page. But I highly recommend you get into Leading Forward. All the things I just talked about on this podcast, you're going to get in detail in that course on how to change your own belief system and then how to disrupt that in your team so that. You can get the results and abundantly beyond what you could ask or think and results in your organization. You can duplicate yourself. You can put systems in place that will sustain your business with or without you. Okay, you should be setting up your business to, to, to operate without you. Again, if you're not doing that, you are not setting your team up for success and you are deficient in leadership. So let me teach you how to do that. Okay, this has been my life's work. This has been my life's study, my obsession. I've also done it in my own organization. So I'd love to pass this on. This is who I am. I am meant to be a spark plug to help people get the ideas and the energy to move forward. So join me for Leading Forward on starting February 11th with the orientation. Then the actual coursework starts February 18th. I hope this was beneficial to you today. And I look forward to talking to you next time on the HBK High Performance Podcast. Be sure to take immediate action on the ideas that compelled you from today's podcast. 
For information about the courses, resources, and services available from HBK High Performance, visit hbkln.com.